I'm Bruce Worson, pastor of His Place Community Church. The following message came from a Sunday morning right here at His Place. Maybe obvious question, what's, what's your excuse? What is your excuse? Because I'll tell you, we only have one or two. We only have one or two. And uh, every lie du jour uh, that we tell ourselves or others, however original you might think it is, it comes back to uh, the basics of faithfully serving our original sin of choice. Uh, most of you know I grew up here. I grew up in the youth house. We, Pops moved us into the youth house when I was two years old. It wasn't a youth house, it was just a house. Two years old, that's me with the big ball there on the right in the backyard of the youth house. It was all fenced in. And uh, we moved in when I was two. And about two years later, uh, <laughs> I decided it would be far more expedient to do number two in the yard. That was just quicker, which did not go over too well. And dad said uh, that I would be disciplined if I did it again. He did not use those words, I'm telling you. <laughs> but he made it clear. I would be disciplined if I did it again. Well, sure enough, I, I doed it again. <laughs> and so Pops was here this morning. I asked him if he remembered. Yeah, oh, he remembers. <laughs> he took me out to my little pile of sin and asked if I'd done it again. And oh, I remember this so clearly. And I said, no. And he said, uh, then who did? And I said, a dog. <laughs> and he said, and I, instead of just saying, you're lying, he said, hmm, what kind of dog? <laughs> and I suddenly realized our backyard was completely fenced in. And I remember realizing that and thinking quickly, I said very confidently, Circus dog. <laughs> and I can t I tell you, I still remember thinking how ironclad that excuse was because circus dogs are known for jumping over things. And I remember thinking, oh, that just sealed it. That nailed it. But somehow Pops knew, saw right through. And so <laughs> I got my just due, not just for the number two, but for the excuse which I learned then and there was nothing but a lie, which I then found to be far worse than the poo. How about you? Because no matter what the excuse, if it's dishonest in any way, shape, or form, well, that's nothing but your circus dog. That's all it is. It might make sense to you. It might seem justifiable in the moment, but I guarantee our Father sees right through it. Because we do not get to dictate when or where we will be obedient. We get two choices. You get two choices at all times. Number one, obey, or number two. So, what do you do? Ken was putting together the PowerPoint. He says, you forgot the number two? And I said, no, the number two is the number two. <laughs> So what do you do? Do you obey or delay or defy? Because right there, those are our two excuses. I mean, you can dress them up in whatever words you want, but those are the two, delay or defy. He's given us all truth. He's given us 
All truth, so, so what's your excuse? Delay or defy? Because it's either that or obey. Um, did you think that Jesus came, because I, I think I thought this for a while, did you think that Jesus came to remove all our burdens? Because he didn't. No, he's very clear that he wants to put some burdens on us. He came to exchange our burdens with his. And I love, Paul says, don't you know? Don't you know that you are slaves to the one whom you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which is disobedience to truth, which leads to death, or to obedience, slaves to obedience to truth, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you've been set free from you know, slavery to sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Do you, do you think of your Christian walk in that way? Because we should. The servant of righteousness. For the Son of Man himself did not come to be served, but to serve. And your attitude, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Which, which only comes, when Jesus says rest, I don't think he, he usually doesn't mean rest the way we think rest. Because this kind of rest only comes as my thoughts and my will and my actions begin to conform to his. And so he says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. That's how I'm going to give you rest. Put my yoke on you. Let's join up. Join at the neck, shoulder to shoulder, as an obedient servant of truth. He says, and learn from me. Let's walk together. Tied together, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you need to learn that. <laughs> and if you'll learn from me to be more like me, you will find rest for your souls. Not by removing the burden of truth, but by strengthening us to help uphold it. He says, for my yoke is easy, easy to put on. It, the word actually means comfortable, pleasant. It's easy to put on, it's pleasant to keep on. And my burden that I want to put on you, my burden is light, and that means weight, in affliction. Because, man, when you're joined to Jesus, he'll carry whatever weight you currently can. Even carry you, if he has to, if you'll yoke you know, yourself to Jesus. And lean on him, learn from him, allow him to. Because he says, he'll equip you, strengthen you, uh, inspire you, and empower you through his word. It all comes through his word. Through his word whenever, wherever, however, and through whomever you can load it on and load it in. But do understand, truth is a burden. <laughs> Boy, lean into it. You can't get this kind of sleep at home. <laughs> Truth is a burden. 
<laughs> made myself laugh. Um, you know, you could just ask Isaiah or Nahum or Habakkuk or Malachi who were asked to shoulder, and I quote, the burden of the word of the Lord. Not only is truth a burden to bear, but you better be building, building up your strength to stand under it and uphold it, whatever affliction may come. For our light affliction, which you might recall is the Apostle Paul's way of describing a horrific list of all of his sufferings, he tells us Corinthians, for our light, uh, what is it, our, our, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working. It's working for us a far more exceeding uh, and eternal weight of glory. So whatever you do, don't lean on Jesus as an excuse to stay weak. I think that's kind of our number one problem. I got Jesus, so I don't really need to, you know, get stronger. He's our savior and our teacher and our trainer. You know, it's like you go in the gym. Would you rather have light weights or strength? And we're wired to want light weights. We want light weights, man. That's our number two problem. We want light weights. When it comes to the truth, we're a bunch of lightweights. When we should be using our light afflictions to allow Jesus to strengthen us to handle the full weight of glory. You know, bump, bump, bump. And for that reason, for that reason, excuses, as you know, excuses don't solve problems, but do you understand they waste them? They waste your problems. Because our problems, yours and mine, our problems are the dark sky against which we are supposed to display our faith works. But we'd rather delay and defy and deny ourselves than yoke ourselves to a savior who is so focused on serving truth and transforming me and displaying his power in my weaknesses and yours. So we often look for an excuse to take an easier way out, a shortcut. A shortcut around the truth, just kind of Clip the truth a little bit. But I'll tell you right now, you can't cut corners with the cornerstone. You know why? He is truth. He is truth. And there are no shortcuts to righteousness. They don't exist. Only excuses to delay or to outright defy it. In fact, if, it'll, if that excuse will detract from perfect truth, if that shortcut, if that cut in that corner will detract from perfect truth in any way, it will only add to your burden. You know why? Oh, this is good. You know why? Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Because you are the burden. <laughs> We're our own, we are our own worst burden. And we burden the Lord when we rebel. He says, you are the burden. And I will cast you off. For the burden is everyone's own word. Well, that's scary. And so you, he's talking to some rebellious people, and so you pervert the words 
of the living God. So I tell you, cast your burden on the Lord. For my iniquities are a heavy burden. They weigh too much. They weigh too much for me. So come to me, Jesus says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, you know, struggling under a load of, of self-induced slavery, serving self-inflicted dictates of distorted truth. And I'll, I'll give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. You know, join yourself to Jesus as a slave of righteousness and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And, you know, the thinking here is, if you'll stop making excuses and learn from me to be more like me, you will find rest. You will find that rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, Jesus says, because it's me. And my burden is light, you know, compared to yours, because it's you. So come to me, Jesus says. If I, had not, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse. Nor do we. In fact, it would appear from Scripture that we accuse ourselves when we excuse ourselves. Read that with me, please. We accuse ourselves when we excuse ourselves. I'm going to detach for just a moment, Jesus. Because we're called to a holy life, being slowly transformed into the image of Christ. That's it. That's the calling. Which is not an easy, that's not an easy life. Because he is not a lightweight. Come to me, he says. Come to me, all you who are weary. For I satisfy the weary. My people will be satisfied with my goodness. Do not fear, for I am with you. You know, joined to you, shoulder to shoulder. I will strengthen you and help you. He gives, he gives strength uh, to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So come to me, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, you know, by, by your self-inflicted excuses, and I will give you rest, not by removing our problems, but by using them to strengthen us and increase our power in his righteousness. It's like, man... I'm not even uh, shouldering a, a waiting bird. Oh, yeah, you are. You just got a lot stronger. You don't feel it. That's the rest. That's the rest. Not removing it, but strengthening you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, in your weakness. Therefore, says Paul, I will boast, I will declare rather than deny all the more gladly about my weaknesses, because that's where the power is, that's where, that's where it's all at. So that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in, you know, rather than deny my 
weaknesses. He's talking about when he must lean on and learn from the only one we're yoked to. And he says what those are. It's in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, when, just, just as when we lift weights to fatigue, exhaust, and weary our muscles, when I am weak, you know, Paul says, in his hardships, then what do you know before long? I am strong. For Christ's power rests on me. Well, may, this, may the Lord give strength to his people. He, he disciplines us. He disciplines us for our, for our good that we may share in his holiness. So may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might and all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. He's qualified you to do what? To display your faith works in your darkness in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So don't be a lightweight. I'm talking to myself. Don't be a lightweight. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what is unseen. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. Whatever the excuse, you can't take up his yoke without giving up yours. It, it, he only offers it as a trade. Yours for his. Otherwise, Jesus just adds to your burden. You just try to put his, his yoke on top of yours. It doesn't work. You know, it's a great example from the Gospels. Two would-be disciples literally missed the boat when joining Jesus on a walk to the dock. It says, Jesus said, <clears throat> follow me. But the, the man said, the first guy says, you know, he's, he's thinking that yoking yourself to Jesus is something you can put on pause for high-priority situations. And he, he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let, let the dead bury the dead. But, but you go, you know, if that's your choice, you go. And proclaim the kingdom. Oh, what's that mean, Lord? Which, which first I thought you were saying do, and then I thought you were saying do. I, what, what? The man faced two one-time-only opportunities simultaneously. That's why this is put here. It's such a tough choice. What an impossible situation. But Jesus knew which he would regret missing the most for the rest of his life. And that's why this example is here. Because comfort is fleeting, but true rest is for 
forever, and you can share it. And it's certainly not just the big things that distract us. More often uh, than not, in fact, it's the common everyday little things that, that tend to just, you know, family things, just uh, the work things that, that sidetrack us uh, from being strengthened and empowered for the full weight of glory by doing immediately what we know Jesus asked us to do that. And so the story goes on. Still another who had left his family to learn from Jesus said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, uh, let me go back and, and, and say goodbye to my family. Thinking that yoking to Jesus is something that, you know, squeezes into our schedule. It's like, if you could just wait with the, fo- with the boys on the dock, I'll be right back. And Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Well, that seems harsh. But it's the truth. Truth is harsh. Several times every day, you and I are given a one-time offer by God himself that expires with our response or excuse or lack thereof. So don't, don't settle for seeking mere comfort. True rest only comes from trust. And trust comes from training in truth. And training requires joining with Jesus to, you know, shoulder together the burden of light. His burden is truth. Our burden is excuse. Because excuses excuse us from working out truth by seemingly freeing us from sinful situations without requiring us to own up to what we do, which enables us to feel okay about skirting responsibility while sadly avoiding righteousness. So please do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery, you know, to sin. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, and learn from me. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. To this, you were called because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps, yoked together, shoulder to shoulder, serving truth. And whenever Jesus asks, asks you to do anything, I guarantee an excuse will present itself to try and prevent you. So whatever you do in those moments, don't do a circus dog, <laughs> because an excuse is an excuse is an excuse. And if we really want to follow, then just like the two on the road, we got to give up the excuses and get in that boat. Because whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us. 
and given himself for us, an offering, an offering and a sacrifice to God. Therefore, I urge you, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, joined to Jesus, holy and pleasing to God. This, this is your spiritual act of worship. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And don't you be making excuses or you'll be missing that boat. Let's pray. Father God, so gracious yet firm, we love you, worship you, make no excuse to you. Holy Spirit, give us the rest that comes through applying your power in our problems. And Lord Jesus, we, we join ourselves to you alone Teach us, train us, and get us into that boat. And everybody said, amen. Well, thanks for listening in. Why don't you join us on a Sunday morning? If you'd like more information about the church, just point your browser to hisplacechurch.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you. 